again, um, it's Victoria and Sarah here. Um, so welcome to session two of um, Timid to Tiger. We hope that you've enjoyed watching um, the first session. So in this session, we are going to be looking more at the attention rule. Mm. And the idea that whenever a behaviour gets some attention, that behaviour is strengthened. Um, it will happen more often and more intensely. So praise is an especial, especially powerful form of attention and one that we can use to increase the frequency of good and crucially confident behaviours. So we're going to start by having a think and I, I'd like to invite you to just take a couple of moments to think about a time when you were criticised um, and how you felt, not, not what happened, but what feelings did being criticised evoke in you. We do this um, uh, exercise with parents and these are some of the things that they've told us they feel. Sorry, very few because we usually have quite a long list. We, we do, we do, absolutely. So when I'm criticised, I feel, because we have that sentence up, I feel useless, I feel worthless, I feel small, when I'm criticised, I feel bad about myself, I feel sad, unhappy, and what's the point in trying? Okay. Very powerful criticism, isn't it? Absolutely. And those are genuine words that we have from people. Now have a think about when you were praised. Remember a time when you were praised and think about how you felt when somebody praised you for something. And again, we've written up things um, that parents have told us in the past. So when someone praises me, I feel proud. I feel good about myself. I might feel a bit embarrassed. Yeah, I think I think that, that surprised me the first time that ever came up, mm. to be embarrassed. But I suppose, yes, you could, couldn't you? Because then you kind of have to deal with those feelings of... And we talk about that accepting yeah, praise yeah. and how that can be a bit tricky and how we need to model that. Yeah, so yeah. I guess that's maybe where that comes from. I feel happy on top of the world and a key one. I'll do that again. So keep those words in your mind as we go through talking about praise and criticism, because if you're going to get those feelings, if we feel like that, then our children are going to feel like that. And if children are feeling good and proud, and I'll do that again, then you're going to more likely get the behaviour that you want. Mm. So what we're going to look at now is um, some of the key things for us to remember. Um, so focus on what you want more of not what that you want less of and this is a very common mistake um, that we often most of us make um, so for example if you say um, well done for not fighting with your brother um, you will get more of the fighting with your brother because that's what they hear so if you want your children to play nicely together so you need to turn that around so that the parents are praising for example well done for playing nicely with your brother so we need to praise what we see, not what we don't want to see. Yeah. And another um, kind of rule, we call these rules for praising, is when you praise, praise as often as possible. It doesn't need to be genuine, and we're not asking for you to just give, give praise glibly. It needs to be earned, but look for things to praise. 
And one thing I always mention that's actually from another course, but I think it's really important is what we call praise for being and praise for doing. Mm. And I think probably we all find it quite easy to praise for doing or, you know, well done for tidying up your toys, well done for making me a cup of tea. Mm. And that's really important to praise those things because you're more likely to get repeats of that. But it's also important that children get praise for who they are mm. because that gives them much more a sense of self rather than kind of earned praise. So like when we did our role play, putting things in like, oh, you're so patient or you're such fun to be with. And if you're really struggling with your child, just look for those two seconds of behaviour that are wanted behaviour and praise. And it's all really important to praise not only good behaviour, but confident and yes. brave behaviour. Yeah. Okay, so do not wait for perfection. So many anxious children are perfectionists. Um, as some of the parents are. So we often think we shouldn't appraise a child unless they do what they're supposed to do. But what they're suggesting here is that, you know, um, if they've made an attempt um, at some behaviour, you know, we need to praise it. So well done for trying to do yeah. something. Um, because otherwise, you know, then it's it will give them that confidence to carry on. So we need to praise any sort of step in the right direction. Well yeah. done for taking your bowl out to the sink. Um, and we need to be very careful not to add but on the end of sentences as we often can. So well done for taking your bowl out to the sink, but you could have put it in the washing machine, um, is taking away the praise, isn't it? Yeah, so I think we talk absolutely. about that later. But, but I think it just needs to be well done for taking your bowl out to the sink. Yeah. And I think what you're saying as well, really, is praise the effort, not yes. the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. So they may not have achieved the brave behaviour, but the yeah. fact that they've taken a step towards yes. it or tried. Yeah. And um, praise as, as soon as you can. This is more important the younger the child is, but if mm. they've had done a brave behaviour or a good behaviour in the morning, and you don't praise until the evening, often there won't be the connection and you won't see that repeated behaviour. Yeah. So give praise as soon as you can. Yeah. Um, sound really positive when giving praise. So I think this is really important because if you just go, oh, thanks for that, or oh, that's great, yeah, thanks. It doesn't sound like you really mm -hmm. mean it. Whereas with, obviously, with small children, if you think of like two-year-olds who maybe go and get a nappy for you, and you go, wow, well done, you're so clever. They'll go and get you lots because they like they, they for them it's just the praise they like the praise it makes them want to do it again because they like the feeling of praise but sound really positive when you yeah. um you know praise somebody for something you know thank you for that meal it was really nice <laughs> doesn't sort of make it feel like you really mean it does it no and that can be hard it doesn't come yeah. naturally to all of us no. um i definitely have parents say to me oh i don't speak in that no way. But it is, it is so important. It is part of communication. And the, actually, words are a very small part yes. of communication. Body language and facial expressions are much more. So it, it is important. Mm. And we often do it with small children. Yes. You'll see most parents do it with small children. As they grow older, then they tend to lose that yeah. enthusiasm for it, don't they? We mm. do it with small children. So, yeah. Mm. Use specific labelled praise. So be very clear in letting your child know what it is that you're pleased with them for doing. So, you know, well done or that that was good 
are, you know, they're good and they have a place. But if you want those behaviours repeated, you need to be very specific. So if, it, for example, it's trying a new food and, you know, they've not wanted to, even if they haven't managed to eat that food, it's well done for giving it a go. Well done for, you know, putting it on your fork mm. and putting it up to mm. your mouth. So be very specific about the behaviours that you're going to praise mm. and you, you want to see more of. Yeah. Um, going back to the one we said earlier with the but, it's, um, you know, this one is don't follow praise with a criticism. Um, and quite often we do this to each other as adults. Mm. We might say, oh, that's a, you know, you look really nice today. It's a shame you don't make the effort every time. Mm. It kind of takes away, doesn't it? So yeah. if you say to a child, thank you for putting your bowl in the sink, well, I wish you'd do it all the time, mm. it, all they'll hear is the end bit. Or you're playing so nicely with your brother, yes. it's a shame that can't happen yes. more often. Yeah. So not following praise with a criticism, otherwise the, the child or any of us will remember the criticism with the bit on the end. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at just briefly at accepting praise, and we touched on this earlier. It's really important that children learn to accept praise. Um, and Often we find that anxious children particularly find it difficult to accept praise. Anxiety can often go along kind of perfectionism and, and as I say, a difficulty to accept praise. The key thing that we as parents can do here is model it. Yeah. And if we can accept praise and if we can give praise to others and model giving and accepting, then our children are much more likely mm. to be able to accept praise happily and we find that with a lot of parents on our course that you know their partner might say oh you look really nice today and then they go why what do you want or you know something they and they often realize when they're doing it that they're sort of oh you know that was a really nice meal and um, why don't i normally cook good meals is you know we tend to come back with it we find it difficult i think it's to quite a british project. response yes. isn't it you yeah. know your friend says to you well, that's, you look lovely in that dress. You can say, oh, this old thing. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I got it at Primark or yeah. something like that. It's a very kind of British response. Yes. But if we want our children to be confident mm. and feel good about themselves, which we do, then yeah. we need to be modelling that. And if they see us rejecting praise, I think it's something yeah. that they need to reject as well. They won't feel comfortable. And often it, it will take, you know, parents have been, you know, saying to us, oh, they don't like praise. Oh, I should yes. praise them. Um, and we talk about the sponge, don't we? Mm. Um, mm. About um, sometimes if you gush praise, children don't accept it. But if you drip, drip, drip slowly, then it will soak up and they will they will obviously um, take it on board. But, you know, if your child doesn't accept praise, it might just be that they're not used to it. So Absolutely. Some children do find it a little bit difficult to accept praise and something that can be really useful and parents' feedback is that it has worked very well is you can praise to somebody else in mm. the child's presence mm. because then they don't have to actually accept it so for example you might be at home with your partner and the child's in the room doing some coloring and you might say i was really proud of johnny today yeah. he was so brave at x y and z whatever it is the child doesn't feel the need then to respond in either accepting mm. or rejecting because mm. you've given that, you've talked aloud. I can't, a, there is a word, way of saying that, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. But that can be quite a useful technique, can't it, to yeah. use, use praise. And I think if we can, you know, link the 
praise to the seven confident thoughts. It's yeah. going to make our children feel, um, you know, listened to. It's going to make, well, it's respectful, isn't it? It's yes. respectful, you know, that I can trust people. People are pretty nice, really. Yeah. You know, to be praised is, is a nice thing. People respect me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, just to kind of round off on praise, um, you'll see on the screen now we've got a praise worksheet. And this is really completely optional for you to have a think about whether you might like to have a go at filling that in for yourself. It's, it's, to, um, it's a space for you to kind of think about a few things. So first of all, think about the things that your child is already quite good at, because that gives you a good basis to have easily behaviors to easily praise because you you've written down what you know your child's good at and therefore you can easily praise that you might want to think about some confident behaviors that you would like to see more of so that's maybe some of the things that you're going to think about working towards through the program and then good behaviors that you would like to see more of so good behaviours that they're already doing occasionally, you'd like to see more of. Again, it's an opportunity for you to look mm. out for praising those behaviours. Entirely up to you whether you use the worksheet or not, but it can just be a good basis to start thinking about praise. Mm. Okay. So what we're going to look at now is, um, it's called the stairway to bravery. Um, and we touched on this a bit earlier where we were talking about pushing our children up the mountain and suggesting to you we, we wouldn't expect you to push them up the mountain until we put something in place. Um, so what they say with the stairway to bravery, it's very rare that any of us masters a complex new behaviour without considerable effort, practice and support. And this is particularly true for behaviours that we find frightening. So we start this section by harkening back to the Dragon and Mountains story to remind us and you the need to push your children to test out their fears. Um, they've got a little scenario here about learning to dive um, at school. And they talk about, you know, when you first learnt to dive when you were at school with your swimming lessons, did they just push you off the top board and expect you to dive? No, hopefully. Um, so what would happen was you would take steps so you would um, maybe sit on the side of the swimming pool and then dive in or plop in. You might just drop in, then you might crouch and drop in, and then you might stand up and drop in, and then you would practice that and practice that until you were confident. And then you would um, maybe dive off the lower board if that's mm. what was, and then the, the high board if that's, you know, was how it was. But it's, it's about, um, you know, taking the steps and making sure our children are happy with those steps that they take them almost like a graded exposure yes um to gradually expose your child to what you want them to yeah. achieve yeah um and what we've done and one of the scenarios we use and quite a lot of parents find this um difficult so we talk about this being the stairway to bravery there's the steps to bravery so it is just steps or stairways it's like taking small steps so what would happen was, so you can draw um, a stairway, they could be steps, you could draw a step like that. Um, you could do a, a step ladder as long as there's rungs to go up. So you could do that anyone. So at the bottom, so the scenario that we tend to focus on, um, which is obviously for small children, um, is your child going upstairs to use the toilet without you being with them. 
Um, so what you would sort of put at the bottom is about what they can just about do now. So at the bottom, it may be that they could... Um, go upstairs with adult. Yeah, go upstairs with an adult um, and be in the toilet with you in the toilet with them. So that could be where they are now. And at the very top of the ladder, we would write the ultimate goal for the child. So that might be in this case that the child might be able to go to the toilet totally on their own with mum downstairs or dad um, and them out of the way. And then what would happen is um, with the child, we would then fill in the steps to reach that goal. Now, they're saying um, here that you can have as many steps as you like, but they you could have three to 33 if that's what it takes. But usually they suggest the Stairway to Bravery would have um, six, six, yeah. six ish, about six, I think. Um, and also, so you could either make it more difficult. So, for example, you could say, um, you know, mum or, or dad is in the toilet. The next one, they're outside the door with the door open. Um, then the door's closed. Um, then they're halfway down the stairs and all the way down. So you could do it like that. Or it could be that you, the child stays progressively longer on their own upstairs, say five minutes, ten minutes, while the mother's downstairs and then comes back. So I think the key thing to remember is what you said, Victoria, is that you do this with the child. Yes, explain to them what you're doing. And, and they decide with you what the yeah. steps are. Because if you remember when we were talking about the seven confident thoughts, it was, one of them was about having, I have some control yes. over what happens to me. And for all of us, but particularly for anxious children, you may notice very much that they try and control things because they feel that they don't have mm. that control. So it's really important that we're not imposing on them what we think. We might need to encourage and yeah. to push a little bit, but it very much needs to be done in collaboration yeah. with them. What do you think yeah. you could manage yeah. as the first step? Yeah. And also what we're saying here is explain to the child, help them to help with that and also put rewards in and we're going to talk about rewards next, in the next yeah. session um but they that ensures that they have we want them to have an early experience of succeeding um tons of praise we've talked about yeah. praise so they get tons of praise for even doing you know even if you the door's half shut then you know tons of praise for doing those things or even if they have tried but not succeeded yes. at the fact that they're willing to have a go yeah and if, if, they, if we find that they do go up a step and they're not happy, we come back. Mm. It's a bit like I talk about it, don't I, that, you know, if you take up jogging and you think you can run 50 steps and walk 50 steps, you do it and then realise you can't, you drop it down to 20 or 10. So there's no shame in saying, I can't manage that, let's, let's make the step smaller. Mm. So with the child, we would then make the step, if it's a too big a step that the child's chosen, then we would, you know, take it down to do the, um, the step. Pay attention to how that goes and, as you say, tweak them. Um, and we also talk about what's the best time to, to get your child to test things out. Mm. You know, is it after they've had a long day at school or they're tired or, um, or is it when you've had a long day at work and you're not feeling at your best and maybe not as supportive as you could be? So think about um, how that might affect your child. We do... We do have a sheet, don't we, that we're going to yes. put with the steps, I think, that have the, the rewards and things on um, 
that we'll sort of put up. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can put that up as an example. Which helps, I think, because I think it is important that there is a small reward. Um, you know, something like spending five minutes extra TV or five minutes with mum or dad or what what sort of kind of what matters to the <coughs> child what might motivate them yeah. um, and it might be that when you're doing your stairway to bravery you get to step four and then for some inexplicable reason the child needs to go back down again for some reason and that is is normal and is life it's it's not always a straight line and that's fine you drop back down but you may find you then whiz up again more quickly than previously but obviously being empathetic as you know it's not a failure it's just a you know something might have happened with the child to set them back feeling just a bit wobbly yeah okay you may not need to use the steroid bravery at the moment um yeah. you know certainly don't feel you've got to cast around for an issue to do a steroid yeah. bravery but it's a tool to have in your tool toolkit yeah. um for if there are particular things things we've had in the past that parents have wanted to work on are things like going to parties, yes. um, going, going to school, separating. I mean, often with um, teenagers or older children, yeah. we suggest that it could be something like the older child walking to school. So it could be that you take them to the school gate. It could be that you wait around the corner. It could be that they follow their brother five minutes later, so he's behind them or you do. Mm. You know, put the steps in to help, you know, with teenagers as well, because there will be steps that, yeah. you know, they need to take as well about doing something, mm. problem solving mm. with them. Yeah. So hopefully this has been useful for you. Um, you may not need to use a stairway, as Sarah says, at the moment, but if there is a key issue, then I think that's when you would use it. You could use it for a new food, for example. Mm -hmm. um, it can also be used with teenagers, as we've explained. So we've looked at praise and ways to model and accept praise. Next time, we're looking at using rewards to get your child motivated. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, so we're going to look in this session about using rewards to get children motivated. So we all like to be rewarded, don't we, for our efforts? And we talked about praise previously, and praise in itself is a is a big reward. And for small children, absolutely, it is, in itself, it's a reward, isn't it? They uh, like being. Praised. I think, as Victoria used the example of the child mm. getting the nappy, you know, you say, "Oh, you're such a big boy getting the nappy, well done," mm. and you see a beaming smile on the child, and they go and get, as you said, loads of nappies. <laughs> so praise in itself can be um, a big reward. But as children get older, possibly, and particularly for anxious children, when their fears often impact on their motivation to change a behaviour or try a new thing, it can be helpful to use rewards in the early stages, at least, to get some motivation going, some mm -hmm. external motivation um, to, for them in favour of action. So very much as we've looked in the past at rules for praise, we're now just going to have a look at some rules for how to use rewards and how to get the best out of using rewards. So if I start off, I don't know if you can remember some of the things that we talked about with using the rules for praise, but so one of the things we mentioned was about specific labelled praise, or we called it descriptive praise, I think. And it's important to give that perhaps at the same time as the reward. So the child links the little reward that they're getting 
with the praise, the descriptive praise, so that they know exactly what they're being rewarded mm. for. Mm. The next one is, um, makes a lot of sense, always give the reward after the behaviour, not before. So if you give it before, the child will have little motivation to produce the desired effect. So I think it's about, you know, giving the reward after um, whatever it is that's being praised. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we have the conversation, don't we, with parents about, oh, isn't that bribery? <laughs> and I think that that is the difference, that giving the reward afterwards is a reward for the behaviour. Perhaps giving whatever it is before could be seen as bribery. So, you know, if, mm. if you do your homework, if you do your homework now, as we've discussed, then afterwards you can have half an hour of television is a is a praise and reward for that yeah. behaviour. But if you say, right, you know, you can have some television if you do your homework after you've watched the television, that's yeah. kind of maybe more verging it onto yeah. the sort of yeah. bribery yeah. scale. Um, Give the reward as soon as possible after the behaviour that you liked. And again, that's probably more important the younger the child is, so that they associate the behaviour with the reward. Yeah. Um, never ever forget to give a reward. That yeah. was one of my sins. You know, you, you say you'll give them a reward for something as promised, but if it's not delivered, um, they'll stop trying. And it's important they learn that they can trust your word. Often we say, oh yes, you can have a nice lolly after you've had dinner and then they go off and play and yeah. you forget to give it to them, don't yeah. you? So. And often that's when these kind of reward systems fail. Yes. Again, quite often parents have said to us, oh yeah, I've tried reward systems, it doesn't really work. And sometimes that's because of exactly things like that. Yeah. You know, they've been promised a reward and, and then it hasn't happened for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't think many of us would probably want to kind of replicate no. that behaviour no. really. And in the same vein, never take a reward away. So again, I, lots of discussions with parents, I definitely yeah. know that it happens. But if you think about us from a work point of view, um, and you've done, last week you, you'd, done, you'd worked really hard and you'd done really well. And then this week you just slipped up a bit and something had gone wrong and your boss said right well i'm not paying you for last week mm. uh because you know you've made this mistake this week it's it's you know it's not okay is it and it's the same with children if they've earned rewards then they must keep those rewards you may need to introduce another consequence or something like that that we talk mm. about later but never take an earned reward away no and i think if i often sort of talk to some parents who struggle with this to say you know it's kind of you made a contract contract with your child mm -hmm. you will get a reward if you're at the t you know door at eight o'clock in the morning with your shoes on if they then hit their sister then parents would suggest that the reward's taken away but I say but if they're at the door with their shoes on that was the contract you made yes. with them if they then hit their sister that's another um Consequence. consequence really okay you've hit your sister so something else but I think if they've done what you've asked and you take it yeah. away then you're not going to have them at the door with their shoes and ready on so. absolutely yeah <coughs> and rewards need to be something that the child wants so um 
it's not again about you necessarily deciding what the reward is you may well discuss with your child if you know such and such happens mm. and rewards don't have to be material things no. in fact they very often work better if they're not yeah. Yeah. so it might be spending extra time with the family having a a, a special mm. game or an outing yeah. you know a small outing somewhere or it might be that the child really wants to work towards earning something but we're mm. certainly not talking about big no. monetary value rewards. No, I think if you if you offer um, expensive rewards as I've had with some parents I've worked with where if you're good this week you'll have a 40 pound game machine or yeah um, how do you continue that the child's yes. not going to work for lesser rewards after that so I think it needs to be um, you know something that's that's fairly cheap that you know pound shops often sell things that children yeah. like don't they um, and it could be something that you were going to do anyway. Mm. You know, could, you know, for a younger child, it's because you tidied up your toes so nicely. Yeah. We're going to go to the park. Mm. Is something that you were going to do anyway, but now you're sort of tying it in as a reward because they've done something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think sort of finally on rewards, although we're going to talk a little bit about star charts in a minute, but just be aware of food rewards. Um, some children are very motivated by some sort of food, often sweet reward, and they can be used, but I think I'd say be careful that you're not using mm. food rewards Otherwise all you could the grow time. into an adult who rewards yourself with sweets <laughs> and chocolate. Yes. <laughs> As we know. <laughs> okay, so, star charts. Yes. Now, hmm. So, when done properly, um, these can be amazing. I think sometimes we've all tried these, haven't we? And like yeah. we were saying earlier, we try them um, and then they go a bit wrong. So, we're first of all going to talk about some of the crimes against um, star charts. So, they talk about um, sad faces on star charts. And quite often, you'll find that, um, you, you know, if there's, say, five things to be got in a day or rewards, that if it doesn't, if they don't achieve it, they might get a sad face. But I think children can be demotivated by um, black marks or yeah. crosses and things on star charts. And especially if they're pinned to the fridge door and grandma yeah. comes around and goes, well, you haven't done very well, have you? And so then they kind of lose that. So we need to be careful that they, you know, if they get upset, they're going to rip them off the, off the boards anyway. I think that's a really interesting point and, and I think we kind of talk about, we talk about days of the week as well. Yeah, yeah. When I first started doing this job, I mean the traditional star chart was days of the week, days of the week and if you didn't achieve your goal on that day, you would either have a sad face or a cross or at most leave it blank. I think things have moved on and now very much we're suggesting that star charts or reward charts yeah. shouldn't even have days of the week because you don't want an opportunity for a blank or yeah. a, a sad face. So it's simply a sticker or whatever you're using to acknowledge the achievement. So if you take away your days of the week, so for example, um, a child going to bed, okay, as you've agreed. And on Monday and Tuesday, they do it. Well, you get a sticker on the chart. Wednesday, they don't manage it. Fine, they just don't get a sticker. There's no glaringly obvious thing that they've missed it. And you've discussed in advance that once they've got three stickers, for example, they get a small reward. 
and going on rather than it needs to be three days. Mm -hmm. Because exactly as Victoria said, and I think my colleague Barbara remembers working with a family and I think they were using a star chart for um, being dry at night and the, it was on the fridge in the kitchen and the child had done really well for several times but then on Wednesday or something hadn't achieved it and there was either a sad face or a blank and the grandma came in and the thing that she noticed straight away was that one day so rather than praising the child how well they'd been doing it was immediately oh dear what yeah. happened on Wednesday yeah. So I think things have definitely moved mm. on in terms We're of... We're going to look at that, that the, the days of the week on in a minute in different yeah. ways and different ways we can do star charts. Um, taking the stars off charts is yeah. a bit like, you know, taking the, or not praising. It's a bit like, you know, if you, if you take a star off, they've earned it. So if they earned the star for putting their cup in the sink or whatever, and then you the next day they don't, you take the star they've already got... It, they're never going to achieve yeah you know our feeling is that it'd be on and off and they're never going to achieve it yeah so once they have the star no matter how vile they've been they're saying the child needs to know that they're going to keep that star they've earned it the day before and they're going to keep it yeah. so no taking them off absolutely and when you're doing your star chart or behavior chart whatever you're thinking Think about the goals and how achievable they are. Mm. Um, I, I have to confess, I've seen behaviour charts, star charts in homes that I've struggled to make sense of. Mm. Um, so it needs to be achievable. It, it's best to keep it very simple with one or two goals, mm. really. And in terms of the rewards, it depends what motivates the child. Some children are motivated by stickers, absolutely yeah. love stickers. And actually a sticker on the chart mm. is enough of a reward. Yeah. For other children, it needs to be um, either a different working way of using it or what, working towards something by collecting the stickers. Mm. Especially as they get older. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, this is we're going back here to sort of days of the week on the chart, which I think is really good. So setting time limits on star charts. In general, you want the reward to come quite fast. Mm. However, it's not a good it's a good idea not to set fixed time limits on star charts. So we've seen chart star charts fail because the parents said get five stars in the next five days, yeah. and we'll go ice skating on Saturday. And as Sarah was saying earlier, you know if the child doesn't get one on Tuesday, what's the motivation to continue? Mm. Um, so what they're saying is, it would, we'd advise parents, when you have got five stars, then we will go ice skating. That way it doesn't matter if there are a couple of bad days, the child will be motivated to keep going. And we talk about star charts, don't we? And we'll, um, we look at them about being star charts, but often with schools or parents, I often talk about it doesn't need to be a chart. Yeah. If it's if they need to get five pieces, you can get an, an A4 sheet um, of a picture they could colour in or of Star Wars, and then you cut it into five pieces and then you blue tack it onto the fridge. So when the picture's complete, then they get um, a reward. Or, um, you know, if they like fairies, you could have five toadstools and then five fairies. And once they've got five fairies... So, you know, you can do this with your child. You can think... You know, for them, it could be um, footballs going into a goal. When they've got five footballs and the last one's in the goal, then they get the reward. So, you know, make it fun absolutely. rather than just stars and things. And you're much more likely to motivate your yeah. child 
if it's something that they're very interested yes. in in that way because they will be if they're really into football yeah. they'll be excited about mm. a football in the goal so be creative mm. um yeah certainly you don't need to stick to the traditional no. type of no. style chart be creative work with your child and also about what they would like family ones which you... yes so we've sort of talked about the traditional star chart or award chart to kind of get a behaviour set in stone that you want in your child. So whether that's going to bed nicely or whether it's, as you say, getting ready for school, whatever that may be, that's focusing on an individual child trying to get a behaviour set in stone. There's also something um, from another course that we call the Starry Skies chart, which is a family reward chart and really it's kind of a family kindness chart but it can work really really well so this could be used you know if you feel that you're struggling a little bit as a family and perhaps there's not much praise going on starry skies you get a, a black piece of card black piece of paper a4 or you might want to start with what's half a5 a5 uh, I never know if it's A3 or A5, <laughs> so you might want to start with A5. Get some silver or gold stars. And it's about every member of the family awarding a star to anybody. And you can award them to yourself as well. So if someone says, you can have the last biscuit, yeah, that's a kindness. So you would say, I think you deserve a star for that. Mum, that was a lovely meal. You deserve a star. Yeah. So everybody works together to build the stars. Absolutely. And one family I worked with, the dog even achieved a star <laughs> because um, somebody had been crying and the dog went and sat with, with the person that was crying. So they decided that the dog deserved a star for being kind. So it, it, what it helps you with is noticing those little kindnesses and little things that you might otherwise not have commented mm. on. There's no names on the, the stars. It's purely a family chart. And you may find that some children initially don't buy into it. That's fine. You just carry on modelling it. And generally, you then find that actually children are quite often looking for mm. ways to earn a star, which is it's not a problem. It's great if they're increasing their sort of yeah. kindnesses and support. People use other things as well, don't they? Yeah. Pebbles, pasta. Pasta in a jar. Um, yeah, all sorts of things that, you know, just says that the family are working towards a reward, really. That's right. And then when, if you're using the Starry Skies, for example, when that is full and you judge when that is full, if you're really, really struggling, your, star, your sky might be full when you've got three or four stars on it the first time you do it. Because generally, when we start to use kind of any sort of reward system, the first reward needs to come quite soon because children need to see that there's a motivation for doing it. I'm, I've really tried hard to change my behaviour and they need the first reward quite quickly. So, as I say, if you judge that your sky is full after three or four stars and it's a family treat, then it doesn't need to, again, to be anything expensive. It could be that you decide you have a, you know, you're all in together and have mm. a games night yeah. or a movie night with pizza, something like that. Um, and again, you might decide that as a family. And if you've got a couple of children or more and they've got different ideas about what they do, you put it in a hat and pull it out and then the next time you do your star chart that the other child gets there mm. and gets what they wanted but i have to say lots of positive feedback about the sort of family kindness chart yeah. 
But I think we just need to sort of reiterate that the stars or whatever um, the reward is, is for doing something, yes. not for not hitting your brother. So it needs to be, you did you got a reward because you were kind to your brother, um, you got a reward because you did, you know, walk the dog, um, or, you know, again, either a reward for being brave or for achieving something, mm -hmm. um, rather than you get a star for not hitting your brother, because... Yeah. It'll be very difficult to spot. Well, it? I was going to say, once that starts to improve, then it's very difficult to spot that. Yes. I mean, if they're not, they'd be giving it all the time. Yes. And yeah. yeah, yeah. So we hope this has been helpful, and um, you've got a few more ideas about ways that you could perhaps motivate your children to change yeah. or try some things that you're hoping for them to do. And think about setting it up with them. Think about what they would like. Mm. You know, it could be a. a, a a puzzle cut the pieces up into five as they get older it could be ten um you know it could be pasta it could be working towards something yeah or it can be individual if you want to change a behavior or to see um, a difference so yeah. and uh, this is the end of session two and next time we're going to be looking at managing those difficult behaviors that anxious children often present with <laughs>